ready, get ready for the Steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steak Shapiro. Uh, now I've added myself on the back. <laughs> the show is off to a great start, I'll tell you that. You cannot tell me that you get to all. Sandra Golden. You created, sell one of your children. It's not a big deal. Hey, Rusty Menzel. Everybody's trying to be dads and businessmen. And Drew Butler. And now that she just won the album of the year last night, see if you can parlay that with some Travis Kelsey magic on Sunday. It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. What's going on? It's the Steakhouse on a Thursday morning. We get Drew Butler today, so that's exciting. I'm here. That is exciting. On a Thursday. Yeah, I know. I like that. So Let's rock. I get rusty. Uh, You guys are moving the schedules around, which is... Great. Yeah, next week is my 10-year wedding anniversary. Okay. So what's the plan? We're going to Arizona, back where it all started. I mean, we spent our first four years of marriage out in Arizona, so we're going to go have a great long weekend in Sedona and in Scottsdale. Give me the the, uh, itinerary. You fly out there when? Thursday. No kids? No kids. Who's taking the kids? Mr. Kevin Butler? In-laws and my parents, so God bless them. So they're sharing. Yeah, it's like, a, and my wife was stressed out about it last night. She's like, I got to figure out and get the whole schedule down. Oh, dude, who's picking a, them up? Who's going to be at the house? It is a full yeah. military it's, it's all operation. hands on deck. No, it's all hands on deck. I, I can tell you this. It's a little easier when they're this young. I'm going to give you, like, wife uh, wife and daddy go out of town. Kids are, say, 13, 11, and 7. It's literally, you need a spreadsheet yeah. that you see, like, over at Google. To like lay out, here's what's going on. You need like the most neurotic CFO <laughs> to to lay out. Like, I mean, I've seen my wife, and you need to have it audited before you pass it. I mean, right? Day day, you got like eleven kids, right? You know what that looks like when 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 you're heading out of town. Oh yeah, Look, funny story. We did that one time for my mother-in-law. We were in Mexico. She calls us like two days in. You guys got to come back. We got to come back. I'm <laughs> no canceling way. this. I'm not taking them to this. I'm not doing this. Like, hold, no. hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> like she was serious. It was oh, just she too was much. Dead serious. Because she didn't understand, like the new modern day parenting. Like, like what? Dance till twelve thirty. Birthday party at two. The other kid's gonna be at some tryout at three thirty. So and so's having a sleep. Like no. Yeah. As James Franklin said, just no. Like, that's not going to work. You know, you, you like you hand over this sheet of paper. You're making me so, uncomfortable. No, no. Strong no. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. no. <laughs> that's that's what happens when you hand in the sheet. All right, here's the schedule. Okay, hold on. That's just page one. Page two. Page like, three. Like, you're making me uncomfortable. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It is so true. It is, it is like a... It is so ridiculous. Like, I mean, when I was growing up or you were growing up, maybe you bring a sheet of paper home to sign. Say, hey, uh, Ma, you guys got to sign this. Like, oh, what are we signing? This is uh, make sure that, you know, in case the, you know. Field bus, trip permission yeah, slip or something. In case the bus explodes <laughs> yeah. on, on the way to the fern bank, that you guys aren't liable. <laughs> like now, I think we have 74 emails about the start of school. So and so's having a uh, back to back to school party. So and so needs our uh, medical approvals. So, like, how many emails can one school send you at one time? I could not agree more. I mean, it is insane. 
communication overload, overload. So many moving well, speaking parts. Speaking of communication overload, you're having communication underload, right? Yeah. Um, I, I did. I turned on the TV this morning, and today's show leads with, I lead the house right around 7. Hey, there's an AT&T outage across the nation, but Atlanta was one of the affected cities. I was like, oh, I, I've got my service in my house because I was on Wi-Fi. But then I get on the road, and it just goes dark. SOS only. I usually call my wife, my daughters, and when they're on the way to school, I got nothing. What What do you think? So I'm in the car for an yeah. hour. I get to Starbucks here at Colony Square. I, I connect to the Wi-Fi, and my wife, Jackie's like, your location was off. I couldn't get in touch with you. I thought you'd left your phone because she didn't see the TV where it's like nationwide power outage. Uh, not power outage, but AT&T outage. So a lot of people are dealing with it right now. And AT&T's made no statement. There's millions of people without cell phone service on a Thursday morning. And, and I would say that you are on the low end of and not that we're all not addicted to our phones, because we are. But think about the young people, the teenagers, oh the kids goodness. in their 20s, that literally must be like Like have, walking to having, class, and they just have their heads buried in their phones, yeah. and they've got nothing. They have to actually look up. They're having, like, panic attacks. They have to, like, say hi to people and look people in the eye. I mean, the level of addiction to the phone. I mean, I've listen, we, we've all read that. You, you know, you got to turn your phone off a half hour, an hour before bed. It can't be the first thing you look at in the morning. Do, you know, do your breathing exercises. Yeah. Start your day. To, dude, I roll over at 325. I'm watching TikToks like for somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just walking. To, God forbid I walk to the bathroom at 330 without my phone. Like you can actually take those two minutes and just not be checking. <laughs> Like, what do you think happened, right? You're totally right. Did Kawhi Leonard get traded to the Hawks last night? What did you think happened? Just go to the, just go do your business and go back. Don't turn your phone on. We're, we're maniacs. We're maniacs. We, we really are. I mean, everybody is addicted. There's no question and about And then, that. of course, the TikTok, Instagram algorithms are like, we know what videos are going to work. Here's some food. Here's some NBA. Here's some college basketball. Here's some uh, travel stuff. Here's some funny uh, stand-up comedian, and you're just going to sit there and, like, one more video. No, one more. Well, this is kind of funny. Well, that's kind of funny. Speaking about algorithms and addiction, did you see the 60 Minutes piece on sports betting? When Came out the week, the week before the Super Bowl? I don't think so. Fascinating. And they're talking about all the data that these sports betting companies have and the offers that they send to people to get them back into the app. And they see what the people are betting on and the volume. So, and everything is tailored around getting them back in. Yeah, so I just read a, a fascinating article about an addicted gambler. A woman, single mom, two kids. She was doing um, casino games online, right? She she had been down a bunch of Hashtag months. degeneracy, but yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that's whatever. They, they figure out what your game is. Oh, yeah. She lost, a, she lost everything. Then she won a half a million dollars in one weekend. Just got hot playing casino games. Lost it all within two days. She said they kept calling her and offering her credits. Here's a $500 credit. Get back, Get in, the back game. in the game. Or she would call them and say, because so these gambling companies now have hosts the same way you'd go to a Vegas casino yeah, and VIP get a VIP host. hosts for online exactly. uh, services. So these Absolutely. VIP hosts will, will text you and say, how's it going? Now you text them back and build a relationship. Sometimes you're on the phone with them and say, I'm, I'm in a lot of trouble. I'm getting killed. I need some help. And they'll say, why don't we send you $500 in credit, right? Yeah. Like with, with a nine-time playthrough or whatever it is. I like, mean, you know, yeah. if you lost 30 grand, here's $500, get started again. I mean, it is – there's so many degenerate gamblers that are being groomed with all the legalized sports gambling. It yeah. is. It's serious. I told you, my daughter said every 
every boy she knows, senior year of high school and in college, has an, has a uh, – and we're not even legal yet. I know. They have some kind of app. Anyway, let's get to – not a lot, but we'll get to some 9 and 9. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top 9 at 9. 9. On the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Georgia wins last night at Vandy, 76-64. Um, okay, like – we all know how Georgia struggled. They lost six in a row. I guess Noah Thornton had Noah uh, Thomason had 17 points. Uh, next up, Auburn Saturday in Athens. Yeah, it would be great for them to upset Auburn Saturday in Athens. Unfortunate the losing streak that they did go on, but they get off the Schneid last night with a road victory over Vanderbilt, where they hadn't won in a long time, and it can be done. What can be done? Upsetting a team. I mean, LSU did it last night. They had two top 15 victories the, in a row. The SEC is so friggin' good, dude. I know. LSU's at the bottom of the SEC, or they were, until they just had back-to-back wins over ranked opponents. They beat Kentucky at the buzzer last night. A phenomenal game. The tournament is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, it is. Georgia Tech gets absolutely smoked by Clemson. Damon Stoudemire basically comes out after the game. I will say one thing about Stoudemire. He don't care. No. And he's just like... Yeah, I mean, if you have no pride for the team in front of the jersey, have some pride for your family with the name on the back of your jersey. And say, Pointed words. Can't wait till I get my own kids in here. Yep. Um, fair to his current players? I don't know, man. Everything's fair in the NIL portal no world. No question. It's just like I was talking to Rusty about all the money they spent at Georgia, and I promise you to get some of the kids in in the transfer portal, and we started, what, 4-2 and two or whatever it was. Like, they're not paying those kids – to be at the bottom of the SEC. And guess who won't be back next year? Or won't be paid, right? That's where we're at. Obviously. I mean, to Damon Stoudemire's defense, and obviously, these were very pointed words. What are the kids going to say? Who are you? What are the parents going to say? Why are you talking that way? What's Jay back going to say? Damon Stoudemire's going to be like, dude, I've done this. I just came from the Boston Celtics. Right. I don't care about your feelings. Right. Uh, I don't care about your feelings. We're here to win. When I played at Arizona, we had a certain mindset that we don't have here. And they're just going to keep bringing in their own guys time after time. Honored Acuna, named from, what is it, Baseball America? MLB Network. MLB Network. The number one player in baseball. Number one in the one. It's incredible, list. and it's hard to argue. We talked about it so much last year. The Braves have so much star power. It, it is appointment viewing. When you're at Truist Park, you need to have your butt in the seat. And Ronald Acuna Jr. leads that mindset for sure. The All-Star break continues for the Hawks. My God. They don't play till tomorrow night. They got three home games, I believe. Day-Day, you going to any of these games? They got the Raptors. Yeah, looking at uh, being down there tomorrow for the Raptors. All right. Then Sunday, they got Orlando. Yes. I'll probably look go to that game. Uh, and then Tuesday, the Jazz, I think it is. Quinn Snyder uh, getting a lot of uh, buzz on our interview with him yesterday where he kind of said the reason – that we're bad is because we don't bring effort, you know? And when you don't bring effort, he's like, I like Sadiq Bay and Dondre Hunter and Trey's having a great year and DeJounte Murray and, uh, you know, Akongu's having, you know, uh, some signs. So then we're like, well, why are we seven games under? It's like because there are times that we don't play. We don't play connective on defense. I believe the famous quote is, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Okay. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Well, you see it time and again. 
can't teach guys to have a motor. Either you have it or you don't, and you're hearing a lot of that. When we come back, uh, listen, the Justin Fields thing is real. Like Randy McMichael said, I go, you make a big deal about uh, Justin Fields unfollowing the Bears. And you know Randy can be pretty cynical about we overhype stuff. And he said it. Absolutely. It is an absolute sign of how he feels about the Bears. No question. It's an absolute sign he wants out. It's an absolute sign he wants to come to Atlanta following all these Falcon players. And I just want to ask the question when we come back. A legitimate question from a guy who played in the NFL and been in those locker rooms. How do you really evaluate if you're staring at a kid that could, for the next six to eight years, be our starting quarterback? I'm talking about 2025, 2027, 2020. How do you know? Is that guy sitting in front of you? You got three years in the league. I still don't think we know. I'll ask when we come back. It's Steak and Drew's, the fastest two hours in radio. It's the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9 A Game. Now back to more of the Steakhouse. Cool. Yes, yes, yes. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Nine twenty-three Sports Radio, ninety-two-nine. The game. Steak Shapiro and Drew Butler on the uh, fastest two hours in radio. We've told you that before. We told you this hour is brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration, one-day treatment, life-changing results. AdvancedHair.com. From purely just a business standpoint, economics. The National Football League, one of the most powerful entities uh, on planet Earth, right? I mean, all the teams are worth billions of dollars. The entity itself producing the most eyeballs of anything that goes on in our country. Um, the owners, the most powerful families in the world. Everybody from the, you know, um, Walmart family to insert, you know, uh, Arthur Blank and, and the Crafts and the Roonies. And the 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 Maras and the Fords and like these are these are these are it. This is elite. These are billion dollar businesses. And what's amazing, and I continue to talk about this, in a business where you have access to every number that there is, Drew, and every algorithm and every uh, access to, to to folks that can look into every bit of anybody's background. And the research you're able to do on your draft picks and your quarterbacks and the analysis and the the depth of knowledge that you can gain, and yet still the chances of signing a quarterback that absolutely works, drafting a quarterback that absolutely works, and and moving your franchise forward. Because you know, if you have the quarterback, you have the Falcons for the 14-year run or whatever was with Matt Ryan. We're going to be good every year for the most part. We're going to have a chance to contend every year. Yeah, we're going to compete. We're going to have uh, playoff games in the mix. Right. We're, we're not going to have to worry about the most important position. We have a chance to win Super Bowls. Falcons had a chance to win multiple Super Bowls under Matt Ryan. They were the number one seed um, when they lost to the Niners in the NFC title game to the, 40, uh, to the 49ers. They were the number one seed. 2012. They were the number one seed against the Packers, but they did go to the Super Bowl, right? 2016. And and um, and then the next year, they were in the second round of the playoffs, and they were on the road. If, if, if Matt... Ryan hits Julio Jones down by the end zone against the Eagles. Yeah. They're back in the NFC Championship game. Now we've had six years of losing football and irrelevance. 
And Matt Ryan was a part of four of them, right? Are we four years away from Matt Ryan? Are we two years away from Matt Ryan? Yeah. So it started to unravel at the end. But the first, what was it, 11 years of Matt Ryan, we're in the mix. Starting the season saying we have a real shot to win our division, which then means you get a home playoff game and you're three games away from the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh Like that's what the goal is of every NFL team. And for 16 NFL teams, I would venture to say at the beginning of the season, that goal is actually attainable. Yeah. Get into the playoffs. So, So that's why the evaluation of the quarterback is simply the most important evaluation that exists in all of sports. That's what it is. And the Atlanta Falcons have an enormous decision to make with Terry Fontenot and uh, Raheem Morris and, to some degree, Zach Robinson, who is going to be the offensive coordinator. And Justin Fields wants out of Chicago because he knows he's not really loved because they're not going to pass on Caleb Williams. It's over. It's over for Justin Fields in Chicago. And when it comes to the news breaking yesterday when he was on the St. Brown Brothers podcast and he unfollowed the Bears and he's starting to follow all the Falcons and he says, look, I'm about to go on vacation. I I wanted that off my phone. I I do get that. As a human being, if you pulled up your phone, we just talked about being addicted to your device, and you're scrolling through Instagram while you're sitting at the airport and you're inundated with the team that employs you publicly saying, are we going to draft Caleb Williams? And every single comment on those posts is, I hope so. Please draft Caleb Williams. I hope so. We're done with Fields. You just don't want that in front of your you, eyeballs. You, you, I get that. You also want to know where you're going to be living. I, you want to know what you course. want to start training. Of course. However. But he's still under contract. So of like, course. You listen, have to take your listen. time. And the Bears are not going to show their cards by any sense because then they lose the leverage. And They're the, going to try to drive course, the price listen, tag up on Justin Fields as much as they possibly can. It, and guess what? The Raiders need a quarterback. The Steelers need a quarterback. Yeah, the Falcons need a quarterback. And Justin Fields will be a hot commodity, no question about it. The Patriots need a quarterback. Yeah. You think Bob Kraft wants to not spend as much as Arthur Blank, just like the Wolf family in Minnesota, not spend as much to keep Kirk Cousins or the Davis family in Oakland or not spend as much. I mean, they're all ready to spend. They're all ready to do whatever it takes. I'm not telling you it wouldn't be nice for Justin Fields and his family to know where he's going to play. That's a complete non-factor. His his desires oh. here. His desires. His m- feelings mean have no yeah. burden listen, on whatever any team listen, does. Here, here's the reality. Some guys listening to us who knows his company's doing massive layoffs of 12% of their workforce, and they're wondering if they're going to have a job in three months. Justin Fields is going to make insane money, be playing in an NFL city. He'll know in the next few months. It's not something anybody should next feel few bad weeks. for him. Yeah. Maybe the next few weeks. Maybe, right? Um, you know, how how deep, close, how close to the draft do the Bears go before they make I think the it decision? just depends on what the offers are to get Justin Fields from Chicago. The general manager of the Atlanta Falcons and the general manager of the L.A. Rams know a little bit. No, they know a ton more about football than me. They know a thousand times more about football. They have a barely a better chance of getting it right than I do because it is a complete crapshoot. And for me to see I would it, say that's accurate. You know what I mean? Like and they'd just, probably admit that as well. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, do, do, do I have an opinion on Justin Fields? It, it's not that informed or educated. I've been around football enough like those guys. But my chance of success if I say Justin Fields will be a bust in terms of he's not a long-term plan, 
has as much of a chance of being right as the guy saying Justin Fields will be our quarterback for eight years and will go to multiple playoffs. That's what's amazing. How do you, how do we know? Like, I don't know. You've watched three years of it. Your dad played in Chicago. You grew up in Chicago. You've seen a lot of them. You went to Georgia. You're close to that situation. You know a lot of guys on the new coaching staff. How does anybody know how to evaluate him? I don't know how to evaluate him. I watched him light up the Falcons. He looked awesome in that game. Then other games, I watch him throwing interceptions in fourth quarters in every big measurable moment. Here's what it comes down to, and I've said this on the Steakhouse in the past, and it's true. The NFL, the business of the NFL, is the greatest meritocracy really in our country. If you're good enough, you will be able to play. If you're good enough, you will get paid very handsomely. I was watching the Patriots documentary, Dynasty, and Bill Belichick says, The only thing you have in the National Football League, really, is your name and your reputation. When I was with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin would always say, you see this? We're watching film. That's your walking, talking, breathing resume. Right. All you're judged on is your performance on the field. It does not matter. Right. What you believe in, what your religion is, what you look like, what you say in public. Okay. All that matters is what you put on film. So when you were judging a quarterback, here's what I have written down. How are the Falcons going to get this right? How are the Falcons going to make the right decision to bring the quarterback in for the 2024 season? First things first, I think you have to judge the quarterbacks on situational football. How do you play on the road? How do you play on third down? Next thing, how many game-winning drives have you had? Next thing, do you turn the ball over? Next thing, playoff experience. Been to the playoffs? You won a division? Have you won a Super Bowl? And then the last thing, which might be one of the most important, What are the leadership skills of these quarterbacks? They're going to talk to coaches. They're going to talk to personnel people around the league. They're going to get the whole picture. So, like, when Kirk Cousins comes up, I was on Dukes and Bell yesterday. I'm worried about the Achilles. I said, you think the Falcons are going to make a willy-nilly decision? Like, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe his Achilles okay. Let's go pay him $30 million a year. Absolutely not. They will make the most informed decision possible. Everything you just said, Kirk Cousins checks the box. So does Russell Wilson. You think so, huh? Playoff wins. Super Bowl I, champ. Leadership. Great deep ball I'd thrower. Argue, leadership. I, yeah, I, I think I'd that's argue, probably. I'd argue Cousins ahead of him in leadership. No question. Right? I think that's fair to say. Here's Justin Fields, by the way. Yesterday on the podcast you referenced, talking about Chicago. If it was up to me, I would want to stay in Chicago. I love right. the city. The city's lit. The the fans there, you know, they're great. Mm-hmm. And the people. But, um... <laughs> It's a business. I ain't got no control over it, so whatever right. happens, happens. But I feel like the biggest thing with all this going on right now, I just want it to be over. Like, just let me know if I'm getting traded. Yeah. Let me know if I'm staying. It's tonight. I'd like to lose. Hey, well, you're not staying. I'll let you know yeah. that right now. You know, I'd, li- I'd like to lose 15 pounds by the time I go on my boys' trip to Orlando and be a better golfer, right? That's not happening. And this If is- my aunt had, she'd be my right. uncle. Right. I'm glad you want it to be over. It's not going to be over. Exactly. Not, in a, not an investment that means everything to both teams. To both teams. Chicago's investment, if they get it wrong with Caleb Williams, will will crush that franchise. Or uh, same with the Falcons. If Justin Fields is a turnover machine, that can't be an accurate passer. Here he is talking about Atlanta. How does Atlanta play? Because you certainly are showing a lot of social media love to the Falcons. Atlanta would be tough. The only con of going back home is just people hitting my phone crazy. Yeah. You know, wanting tickets to the game. But I mean, uh, I think I think they got a lot of play mag- playmakers on the team. And um, of course Bijan. They got my boy Kyle and then of course Drake too. Um they probably need one more receiver, 
but um, they definitely got some guys over there. You can tell Justin Fields hadn't been home in a while because if you wake up on a Sunday morning and pull up the Ticketmaster app, you can walk into Mercedes-Benz Stadium. <laughs> yeah. for... let, let, your, let your parents take care of all those ticket requests, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, your, that's an your, interesting take. Or your buddies from high school. He certainly knows the roster, and, and boy, do they need a second receiver. I was thinking about it in the car yesterday. Dude, that group of second, that group of receivers last year. Okay, so here's what I think would be a great situation. Acquire a quarterback in free agency. I I will go ahead and say it right now. I do not care about the price tag. Acquire a quarterback in free agency. Draft a pass rusher at eight. See what's available in the free agent market for that second wide receiver. And maybe draft a wide receiver in the second round. Yeah, maybe get a second round. And you're going to sit here and tell me, Falcons can't go back to Capel. Okay, let's win the division. And then call us in January and say it was a bad decision Listen, if Kirk, to spend on a quarterback. If Kirk Cousins is slinging it around, and you got Bijan and Tyler Are and you Drake me? and Kyle and a, and another receiver, I mean, um, you got a chance. You have a real chance. Scared money don't make money. Yeah. Well, you, you better fight a pass rush, dude. You better you, fight a pass dude, rush. You have nothing coming back rushing the quarterback. You have nothing. Calais Campbell's not coming back. The right? NFL is built on quarterback play, and can you get after the quarterback? I mean, it used to be run the ball, and can you stop the run? What, now it's totally I different. I want to ask you a question when we come back. What guy on defense do you really get excited about? Jesse Bates out of the mix because he's playing on the back, right? I mean, a healthy Grady, but he's getting old. Come on, dude. Grady, Jarrett, and like, I heard talk on Dukes and Bells. Do you start to think about that contract doesn't make sense anymore? Wow. Probably not now, but he's one year away from saying you got to renegotiate. Well, yeah, he's too expensive. Right. You can't stay on the field. It's like, hey, again, going back to feelings in the NFL, Grady, you're great. Everybody loves you. You're great in the community. Go watch the dynasty. We're paying you too much. Go watch the dynasty. Ask about Drew Bledsoe's feelings, right? Like, I don't know. Were you worried about his feelings? You're worried about like winning seven Super Bowls or six of them, right? Like feelings don't matter. Yeah, that's a fascinating documentary. Yeah. All right. When we come back, I'm going to ask you about Falcons defense. I'm also going to have you play the Johnny Manziel stuff. You want to talk about a lot going on with Money Manziel? Uh, yeah. Listen, I don't care if you're the a guy working at a hedge fund in New York, or if you are, you know, a bartender in Buckhead. Sometimes it's real simple. Addiction will swallow you whole. Wait to hear what Johnny Manziel said about what undid his NFL career. Steak and Drew, Sports Radio 929 again. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I, I, I'll be honest with you. If, if the kiddos are gone and everybody is out of the house and I, I can crank tunes in the morning, I'm going to go Miley Cyrus. Miley on, has some serious pipes. She's awesome, dude. Have you ever seen her do like... Uh, Howard Stern? Well, that, yeah. But like, what she's singing right there in studio. And Howard's like, this chick is unbelievable. Or doing talented. like a lounge of her showing up at like... Uh, one of those jazz lounges where it's just her voice and a piano or whatever it is. I mean, she crushed it at the Grammys, too. And her, and I'm a big Pink fan. So, pink? Yes. Really? Huge Pink, huge Miley Cyrus. Really? Yeah, I'm just saying. That's what I'm cranking at home. If, if uh, you know, they're like, it's too loud. Everybody, it's early in the morning. 
I like to get, you know, energy going. And you know, I take the cold shower. What time is that at? Uh, 6.45, 7 a.m. I mean, it, you're getting the Sonos blasting? Yes, if everybody's up, I'm getting the Sonos Okay, you're blasting. not that guy. What's that guy? Meaning? Just like, turning everything up while the kids are still sleeping. No, And just say, no. get up. No, no, no. My dad used to do that. Rise and shine, oh, rise and shine. Oh, my mom used shine. to do that, too. And, and pull the curtains. My dad would come in, rise and shine, rise and shine. I don't know why he would go to a southern accent. That's today. so funny. And then he'd pull the curtains, and it's Boston, and it's like 6 a.m., and it's freezing freaking cold, right? Like, getting out of bed in the northeast in the winter is completely different. Oh, my God. Dude, the doldrums. Just, just, the depression. Yeah, it's, four, it's dark at 4 o'clock, and then you're getting out of It's freezing. It's freezing. Go like, scrape the ice off your windshield. Oh, miserable, right? The, snow, the, the, the thing about snow in the northeast it's so pretty when it comes down, and it's so nice. New York City got a dusting, and then if it's enough snow for the next, like, eight days, it's it's that awful brown, slushy, oh. dark snow that you're like, there's nothing pretty about that, you know? Disgusting. Ruins all your shoes. That's, yes. that's not ideal. No doubt. So a couple of quick things. I want to get to um, I want to get to uh, the tailgate. Remind you, the 9 o'clock hour is brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment, life-changing results, advancedhair.com. I, like... Let's just be honest about the Falcons trading out of that spot and not getting somebody to be an edge rusher. Who is their best guy rushing the quarterback next year? Who do you guys have? I mean, Bud Dupree, if he comes back? I don't know. How many sacks did Bud Dupree have last year? I was going to say, I was gonna say uh, Arnold Ebicady is our best pass rusher. Like, that's who our best pass rusher. What's Arnold Ebicady done in the NFL, right? Um, like, David Enyamata? I mean, these guys have no pedigree in the NFL. But Enyamata has a little bit more. But they're not like these are. These are. This is not a pass. We don't have any pass rushers. Calais Campbell was the most disruptive guy on our front. You know, seven last year. Okay. Say the Falcons don't acquire a quarterback in free agency, and all signs point to them maybe trying to make a move to get up into the top three of the draft. Say on draft day, nobody's budging out of the top three, and in any order. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels are off the board. If the Falcons stay at eight and Dallas Turner is available and they don't take Dallas Turner with that draft pick, I, I will have what serious else questions. They take? They're going to take J.J. McCarthy, that ridiculous thing. What are they going to take, Roma Dunze, J.J. McCarthy, right. an offensive lineman? A receiver? You, you have to draft Dallas Turner yeah, but then at the eight your, spot then who's your to quarterback? rush then the who, passer. Then who is your quarterback? If J.J. McCarthy's around in the uh, mid-first round, round, now you start trading draft picks, right? Yeah, because you, there's like you need a quarterback, but like exactly what you said earlier. What do you think they need in uh, who are you talking in, in Oakland? Right? What do you think they need in New England? In Pittsburgh? In Pitts? Like, what do you think that Falcons aren't the only team? Are and, they already done with Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh? I don't know. It's you know. I w- I would just caution I mean, them to say, Coach Tomlin is. He's got a little selfishness to him too. He's like, I, I got I got to start winning some football games. I, I got to win the division. I got to win some playoff they also, games. They also put a first rounder on him. At least our quarterback's a third rounder. I mean, it's a little different. But Falcons you're right. fans, beware. Do not say let's trade up into the top three and get somebody like C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud is such an anomaly. What happened last year? Yeah, he's crazily talented. It was the perfect scenario. He had a great year. Do not think that could happen 
for the Falcons. Well, you- because last year, all I heard was Desmond Ritter, third-round quarterback. He's going to be just like Russell Wilson. How many times has Russell Wilson happened? So, you, so if you traded up and took Drake May, do you feel like— uh, Drake May's the one guy who I have question marks about. All right, let's uh, do— Let's do it. Let's do the uh, tailgate. It's time to tailgate. No, we tailgate. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Unless you've been living with your head under a rock, you know that there are big changes to college football coming this season. Most notably, expanded conferences and a 12-team college football playoff. It was announced yesterday that they're getting close to finalizing a 5-plus-7 structure. Maybe it has been finalized. But it was also said that in the college football playoff committee meetings, they are starting to discuss the idea of a 14 or 16-team college football playoff starting in the 2026 season stake. I said this years ago, once you go to 12, they're going to want to go to 16, then they want to go to 32. There may be no stopping this train. Well, once you see the numbers yeah. that they're going to put up, that that first weekend with single elimination games played on home college campuses, so all the pageantry and all the gravitas of a home game that's a single elimination game, which has never happened. If you win, you advance. If you lose, you're done. Played on your home field. They're going to get numbers on that that first Saturday with three games. There'll be one game Friday, three on Saturday. They're going to be like, how do we do more of this? How do we do more of this? It seems like college football decision makers are just throwing stuff up against the wall, seeing, hey, what can happen? How can we make this better? But Nick Saban, who's no longer the head coach at Alabama, maybe he could be the person who could advocate to move college football towards a better future. I will be dedicated to college football and the future of college football and trying to make that sport as well as other sports in collegiate athletics. I'm going to be an advocate for trying to make the game as good as it can be. From your mouth to God's ears, because he's the guy who could move the needle. He's the guy who probably has the playbook, has the gravitas to make people make some decisions. Yeah, I mean, if you keep the portal open at this level, if you let multiple transfers happen, if you have no control over NIL money, over the collectives, then college coaches are going to keep heading to the NFL or somewhere else. Speaking of NIL money, Johnny Manziel making some headlines. He was on the Club Shay Shay podcast with Shannon Chuck. Club Shay Shay. He said that back in 2014, his dad had a sit-down, face-to-face, man-to-man meeting with head coach Kevin Sumlin and told Kevin Sumlin, you give my son $3 million, we'll stick around for the next two years. Yeah, sounds like... Uh, what Cam Newton's dad did as well. Let's not pretend. Let's just, this is what it's going to cost to keep him or get, have him come here. And that those conversations have been happening forever. Johnny Manziel just admitting it. Yeah, he's been admitting it for past couple of years now. His Netflix documentary, pretty fascinating. Also noted in that Netflix documentary was Johnny's love for partying and probably some substance abuse issues. He told Shannon Sharp he went from 210 pounds in Cleveland to 170 pounds just a few months later. How? I was 210 pounds when I left Cleveland. I was 170 pounds sitting in Vegas that August, that September, October, whatever it was later in that year. How you lose 40 pounds? You're on a strict diet of blow. (laughs) I don't don't think... Wow. I don't think Johnny Manziel is sober. He's Uh, not. He's drinking beer while he's in the Netflix documentary. Yeah, I know. Which is a slippery slope for someone who's a major addict. But again, 
Listen, anybody who's ever been around a cocaine addict or a drug addict or understanding, I mean, he's just not, he's, he's literally not eating. He is partying every single day, and he watched his future, you know, go up his nose, literally. Yeah. Right? Crazy. So. First-round draft pick as well. News out of Tuscaloosa. So much news out of Tuscaloosa these days. Eli Gold, legendary broadcaster, the voice of Alabama football, will not be back after 35 years of calling Crimson Tide games. Here what do you, is what it, do you think is his best call ever? What do you think it is? You know, fourth and 31 last year was impressive uh-huh. when Alabama beat. Yeah. You Auburn. know, they're – there's so many great yeah. games. They've had so many national championship victories as well. But I, don't ask me. Ask Eli Gold. Here he is telling you what his favorite call of all time was. Now and then go for a first down on the next play. And I agreed. And then here came the snap. And bang. It's intercepted. Caught by the Bulldogs at the 20. Up the near side. 25 to the 50 to the 40. Down the near sideline. 20 to the 15 to the 10 to the 5. Touchdown. Georgia on their second interception of the night. That was oh. Keely Ringo. Keely Ringo. His second interception so of the season. That's our favorite call. Of Eli all time. Gold, Georgia Bulldogs, national champions. Bryce Young throwing that interception to Keely. Sounding, Keely jaunts down the sideline. Dogs win. Sounding exactly like a visiting, not a visiting, but a a, a homer should sound when you just blew a national title. Going down the sideline. Their second interception. Touchdown, Georgia. Yeah. Hey, uh, when we come back, 10 o'clock, top of the hour, uh, we'll continue a little bit of this conversation on uh, how you got to get the quarterback position right. I also made a comment about Duke yesterday. And I like Duke basketball, and I have a lot of friends that went to Duke. But if they aren't the most arrogant group, J.J. Redick threw some stuff out there la- uh, this week. The guy that deserves the heat is last week. And I'm going to take him down once and for all. Uh oh. Yeah. We'll play that when we come back. Top of the hour, 10 o'clock, Sports Radio, 92 9 the game. game. 10.02, Sports Radio, 92 9 the game. If you're driving around the great city of Atlanta, Georgia, we really appreciate you. Listening to us, and uh, we are the uh, 100,000 watt home of Atlanta United, home of the Atlanta Hawks, home of the Atlanta Falcons, and home of the biggest ratings in the history of this city for sports radio. Like crazy numbers. And I know, because I used to be on a radio station whose signal, if you drove past American Pie at 285, um, you'd start hearing a Spanish station in Albuquerque because that's how bad the old signal 790 The Zone was. So I knew, like, hey, guys, we're going to fight the fight. We've got no signal here. You have all the talent. you got the signal. Um, and and uh, just the, the, the city just embraces this format so much over here, at least. Um, so the ratings have been spectacular on the Steakhouse, on the Morning Shift, on Dukes and Bell, and on Andy and Randy, and, of course, Night Times as well where we do a fabulous job, whether that's uh, Fricky or Chuckery or Abe or whoever's Chris Thomas. It's a lot lot of testosterone. Then you have Sandy and you have Tiffany. You have these two, you know, powerhouse women. These two powerhouse women. We're bringing it home. So um, I want to get to this Jay Williams stuff in a second because I didn't 
comment on it last week. It's uh, we're right smack in the middle of high school basketball tournament, right? Moments that will live forever. How well do you remember your high school football playoff games at Peachtree Ridge? Yeah, we had a great run my senior year. How old was the program when you were by your senior year? We were in our fourth year. And you were competitive in your fourth year? State champs. You guys won it all. uh... We got rings and trophies. Okay, so do you – what's your indelible memory? Did you play in the Dome? Yeah, we beat Warner Robins in the Dome. Damn. How did you guys get so good so fast? We had a lot of talent. No, yeah, I mean, like, where's just coming from that area? And, like, who, like, we pulled from Duluth, North Gwinnett, and Collins Hill. Obviously, Cameron Hayward was on our team. Uh, Zach Graham was our quarterback. Zach played D1 basketball at Ole Miss. Sidney Haynes, Chris Douglas, a lot of good guys on defense as well. Philip Davis. What was your coach? Blair Armstrong. What was your first year record? Uh, I didn't play my freshman year, but the first year Peachtree Ridge is open, they played a two-way schedule and went one and nine. Okay. Then we went straight to five A. We went one and nine again, and then we were all juniors and we went six and four, lost out of the playoffs to a tiebreaker, and then we made the playoffs Jeez. as a four seed and won the state championship. That's an awesome story. You don't talk about nearly as much as Rusty. <laughs> I know saying. Rusty, but again, <laughs> dude, Rusty, Rusty talks about babies that and year. memories. Yeah. Babies and memories. So we had We beat uh we beat Wheeler, number one seed. We beat Campbell, one of the best teams in the damn. nation. We beat Stevenson, Warner Robbins, Roswell. We tied they Roswell did. in the state championship game 14-14. Do you know that story? Had you heard that before from I I had heard the story before about Peachtree Ridge, That's definitely. Crazy. By a fourth year. Um, so we tied Roswell 14-14, and 2A tied that year as well, and that's when they got rid of tying in the state championship game. Say it again? We tied Roswell 14-14 in the state championship game. So the 2A both... classification tied as well that year. So you both won state titles? Yes. Oh, okay. You didn't tell me that. but that's I did. Crazy. I told you we got rings and trophies. Oh, okay. So I'll say this. There are going to be memories tonight, high school basketball. Um Great matchup. We were just talking about Day-Day, Holy Innocence, and Pace Academy. Um, Holy Innocence has the absolute stud. Yep, Caleb Wilson. And, uh, yeah, they're going to take on Pace, Pace who has a uh, – Charm White, who uh, yep. is a ridiculous uh, coach. Yeah, and then the young man Green, uh, KJ Green over there. Yeah, like, a bunch of kids at Pace yeah. going to go D1. My point is there's just one of a, a bunch of games that are going to be indelible memories. You know, me and – I'm going on a uh, trip to Orlando. It's a golf uh, boys trip. When is that? That is in we, – we have the countdown. Everybody sends, like, different players for That's each right, the day. the jersey number you yeah, said. Yeah, jersey yeah. number. So I think we're at 22 today. I got to see who that is. Send Jay Williams. So is that what his number was? At Duke. So we all played our senior we, – we quit baseball our sophomore years and all turned to lacrosse. Me and Dino and Dogsy and Porpy and the whole crew – Junior year, I think we made the playoffs. Senior year, we won the state championship. We beat Peabody in overtime. Oh, wait. Rusty's calling in to talk about his high school football days right now. So, um, but I'm saying winning that state title and remembering the parties that night and the semifinal game against Peabody, uh, semifinal against Medfield and beat Peabody. My point is, like, you can't get around how meaningful this is. And no offense to specialized AAU travel teams or playing at overtime elite or doing all these things, when you're playing with your boys, right, and you know us idiots will be sitting there in Orlando at some one of their fancy restaurants at, at, at uh, Eddie V's or, or, you know, some steakhouse, and we'll be still talking about, you know, that game. 
and and the magic of and the moments that are about to happen for the state title for women's basketball and men's and all these other sports the high school tournament time they're just you you just don't get it when you start talking about so true you know travel and homeschooling and and you know it's about getting to the next level no it's about creating a memory that's a lifetime memory. Speaking of specializing in sport and kind of the intense pressure that younger kids are on now when they do play, have you seen how popular Jeff Francoeur's podcast has gotten, the Pure Athlete podcast? And no, it's all centered me. around don't specialize. Like Jeff Francoeur and his co-host get on this podcast and they bring in amazing guests and they are targeting parents to say, hey, wow. come talk to Matt Olson." Matt Olson, how did you get to where you are? He's like, dude, I played three sports in high school, blah, blah, blah. Frank Corr, one of the best two-sport athletes of all time. You know, and they come in and they just say, it's okay. And Frank Corr goes, your kid is 12. They haven't even gone through puberty yet. You don't even know if they're good. Ask Matt Ryan. Ask John Smoltz. Uh, Of course. Who's the kid we were just talking about that's a first-round pick, 300 pounds? Rusty was saying who's playing basketball right now as well. Luke Harpering, by the way, did you just see Marist? Yes, I did. Marist beats Riverwood. And Luke Harpering, who's going to play tight end at Georgia Tech, plays basketball at Marist, goes for, what, 28? No, he goes for 30, dropped 21 in the second half. And they beat Riverwood. And they beat Riverwood by four. And then they all won last night. Riverwood, them, all the teams out of their region all won last night. Yeah, you think Matt Harpering's talking about specializing? No, he's saying his kid just had a memory of a lifetime, right? So keep that stuff in mind, right? Uh, Jeff Francoeur, who... Maybe top three high school athlete in the history of the state. No doubt. Uh, I remember the doubleheader. I think he still has the interception record for a single season in 5A football. I called. I know you find this hard to believe. I I called Jeff Francoeur's high school championship game on television for GPTV. Back then they didn't realize that really wasn't my sport. (laughs) But no, I I was fine. Who'd they play? Who'd Park play that year? I don't even remember. He had a big interception, though. He was headed to Clemson to play. And, of course, then the baseball team won in the spring. He had a doubleheader where he had, like, four or five home runs and closed out both games. It was insane. He's sick. I want to play, speaking of sick, what Caitlin Clark is doing. Here was Jay Williams last week trying to convince us that Caitlin Clark isn't – she's not great. I am am unwilling, and maybe it's more the, the Kobe mentorship around me. To say that she is great yet, I think she is the most prolific scorer the game has ever seen. I hold great or the levels of immortality or the pantheon to when you win championships. I'm just be that's just me. So Diane Taurasi, when you win three consecutive championships, two-time National Player of the Year, it has to it has to culminate with the chip. It has to. I mean, Brianna Stewart, if we're talking about goat legends of the game, she's won four chips. Four chips, multiple national players of the year. So I'm not saying that she's not at a high, high, high level, but for it to go to the states of immortality, in my opinion, it has to culminate with your team winning a championship. She's great. She's great. She is great. great. Okay. I would venture to say, because he mentioned Kobe Bryant's name, I I would venture to say Kobe Bryant would probably be okay saying Caitlin Clark is great. He is such such a, a, a stooge. Last night he did the Alabama-LSU game. And Dan Schulman was like, you want to talk about great? Is Angel Reese great? They were all there, the whole LSU team. He goes, I told you about if you're going to be the GOAT, you have to win titles. If you're the GOAT, if you're in Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, you got, no, dude, let's go back to that cut. Okay, let's go back to that cut. Don't be a liar. You didn't say GOAT ever in that entire time. You never mentioned, you literally said, I'm not going to call her great. 
you 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 it you uh, pompous Duke apologist or 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 arrogant like aside from winning a title, I know one thing that would immediately make Jay Williams say Caitlin Clark is great if she played for Duke. Oh no doubt, thank you. If she played that, for Duke and he, they had not won a title he, yet and she was accomplishing these things, he would say she's one of the Dan, greatest players of all time. Dan Schulman should have replayed that and said, when did you say GOAT? Nobody said GOAT. You said, if I'm going to put you in the level of great, you have to win a title. Barry Sanders, he wasn't great. <laughs> Charles, Dan Marino, not great. Charles, Charles Barkley, Barkley, not great. Not great. Carl Malone. Carl Malone, he's not great. That is such nonsense. And I don't know what this is. This backlash of okay, you want Cheryl Miller, Caitlin Clark. I don't know who's a better player. Ryan Tarasi. Here's what I know: Caitlin Clark has impacted women's basketball and women's sports more than any athlete in the last 50 years. There's never been anything like it. She she is absolutely transcending how men watch women's college basketball, and she is a spectacular. Great, great, great with a capital G basketball player, okay? And she's a greater player than Angel Reese, even though she doesn't have a ring. And she's probably a greater player than Cheryl Swoops, who also wanted to throw shade at her. Like, how can you say that the word great? You're a liar. When you got on there last night, I'm watching that Kentucky game, and he goes, I'm talking about Pantheon. I'm talking about GOAT. Mount no, no. Rushmore. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, wanna... all you said was that she's not great. Hey, that's 100% what he said. Right? Thank you. You but, just played the cut. Right. We played the, And that's what I said last night to Dating. And how dare he throw Kobe's name in like, there? That, I was oh, like, yeah. what are you oh, talking about? Oh, that's my about? credibility. Yeah. It's my Mamba mentality. I know, dude. Because you and Kobe's careers, they mirror each other. You yeah, know? Kobe right. was the biggest uh, advocate for women. Advocate. No, yes. No, like, no, come dude. on. Do you know what Kobe, if he was alive, would be doing with his daughters? Going to Iowa, going to uh, Iowa games and saying, I want you to watch Caitlin Clark's commitment to her craft. I want you to watch her offseason because I was watching her training videos. And I want you to watch what a complete basketball player, a baller looks like. And Jay Williams, in typical Dookie fashion, has to be the smartest guy in the room. And you know what, dude? You just lied last night with that whole thing. I'm talking about goat. No, we just heard it. 404-726-0929. You want to you wanna challenge that? Caitlin Clark has transcended women's sports, period. 404-726-0929. I've got friends at Duke. I root for Duke basketball. I like Danny Ferry. But man, you Dukies, you are something else. Steak and Drew, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Friday's Hawks-Raptors game, tip-off at 7.30, Sports Radio, 92.9, The Game. Atlanta Sports Radio, 92.9, The Game. Now more of the Steakhouse on Sports Radio, 92.9, The Game. Ten twenty-two Sports Radio, ninety-two-nine. The game. Steak Shapiro, Drew Butler, fastest two hours in radio. Anybody want to call and defend what Jay Williams said, which was that Caitlin Clark's not a great player? 
which is what he said, not that she's not the GOAT. 404-726-0929. That's an arrogant group right there, man. J.J. Riddick, same way. I liked his, uh, do I like his comments on Doc Rivers? I mean, Look, was, J.J. Reddick is battle-tested now. He's been on first take for the past two years, going toe-to-toe with Mad Dog and Stephen A. You He's know, ready. Stephen A. had to go on his show and say, I like um, Chris Russo. He's a friend. And I like J.J. Reddick. And these two guys wouldn't be next to me if I didn't like him. That because is true. Because it's getting so heated on that show that people are like, this is uncomfortable. And, and Stephen A. is like, dude, this is why I have him here. I used to be in the camp of like, oh, my God, these guys are ridiculous. I don't even want to listen to them. I've entered the phase of just understanding it's pure entertainment. And when Mad Dog's getting in the camera screaming and Stephen A's going back to back with him, I find it highly entertaining. I, mean, it's, I it's, think they're great at what they do. It's like professional wrestling. I heard a three-hour interview with John Cena on Howard Stern, which was fascinating, and talking about the entertainment of wrestling, the sports entertainment, the storylines, how they play it out, why he respects it so much. Talking about how he morphed from the, like The Rock and other guys into movies and everything else. And, and listen, that's what those shows are. I mean, to a degree, that's what our show is. Um, I mean, w- the sports opinions are, are, are authentic, right, as journalists. Journalists! But, you know, I mean, you're trying to deliver a product as entertaining as possible. I think Stephen A. Smith has great NBA knowledge, and I respect it. And I think J.J. Riddick is a tremendous source for sure. to talk about the NBA. He's played everywhere. He played at Duke, played for Krzyzewski, played for Doc Rivers, played for the Clippers, played for the Sixers, played for New Orleans. He's played everywhere. So uh, you may not like the product delivery from Pat McAfee. You know what I know? He gets Pat Mahomes on after the friggin' Super Bowl for half an hour. Gets Nick Saban every week. Like, what do you want? That's where people are going. That's right. So I got these guys blowing up my texts who can't handle Pat McAfee. Stephen A. Smith drives them crazy. And I go, okay, well. They're not worried about you, and there's a reason they're the highest paid. Because I'll tell you one thing ESPN does have research and numbers and who gets ratings. And guess who gets them? Stephen A. and Pat McAfee. And who doesn't? Guys like, what was his name you just told me uh, just got uh, moved out in NBC? Jack Collinsworth, no longer the official voice of Notre Dame for NBC. Dan Hicks has taken over. Yeah. I mean, that, that was – it might have been one of the worst broadcasts that I have ever heard. Jason Garrett sitting next to Jack Collinsworth calling Notre Dame football. That is a national broadcast on NBC from New York to L.A., 2.30, Notre Dame football games, and that was your broadcast. Yeah, that, that is, that's not the gravitas of what Notre Dame is looking for. 404-726-0929. Um, we are going to uh, belly Hey, up. I, I know why nobody's calling in. AT&T is still down. I don't have so, so, cell phone service. <laughs> Dude. People in Atlanta don't have cell phones. <laughs> Mike Bell just tweeted. I saw, like, I saw some, that. Do you see somebody hacked the phone companies? He's got like four international flags. He's got Russia. He's got Iran. He's got <laughs> who hacked the phone companies? This is crazy stuff uh, going on right now. By the way, we are going to pivot from uh, belly up to Atlanta eats on radio. Oh, nice. It's Thursday. That's right. And it's we're not going to do it just a second, but it's National Margarita Day, and I I, I get a scent. Just looking out here in my group, I get a sense that they're going to be knee-deep in margaritas at some point today. So we'll do that list coming up in about four minutes. Awesome. I love a margarita. Love tequila. Do you have your two or three margarita spots near you or yeah. in town? Okay. We're going to do that. Uh, who do we have? Bryce? 
Bryce, you're on Sports Radio 929 the game. Bryce, thanks for calling. What do you got? Hey, Stacey. Hey, enjoy the show, guys. Um, yeah, Jay Williams is a bozo. He honestly is a commentator. I don't think he's very good. Um, and they prop him up there and he's on game day and it's just a bad take. I mean, to say she's not great, dude, are you watching her I know, play? I, I mean, come on, it's, man. It's, and, um, it's so offensive it's, to me to like, and then listen to him last night, you know, try to backtrack Like you heard it. We played it for you. You know, you're like. What what is that based on? Jealousy? Is she, you know, is there a backlash because she's a a diminutive white girl playing at Iowa and now she's known as maybe one of the greatest players and that bothers him for some reason and bothers other people? I mean, let's call it what it is. I don't know. Where would that come from? It's complete nonsense and it's irresponsible. If you're watching Caitlin Clark and can't use the word great, then you don't deserve to be on television. You're just trying to be a jackass. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Tell me I'm wrong if I'm wrong. No, and that was a great call. He, he, he just called Jay Williams a bozo, and that is a bozo take because, to your point, why are you saying that? that there is some What's underlying the issue. There's a narrative that he's trying to pass off. He absolutely has an agenda when he's sitting there saying the highest-scoring women's college basketball player of all time is not great simply because she hasn't won a title? Yeah, I mean, Pantheon. We just went down lists of amazing professional athletes that they're no longer great. That should be one of our three. And then, again, shame on Jay Williams for bringing up Kobe Bryant while he puts up that trash take. Yeah, Yeah, he's trying to, like, here's my street kid, because maybe I was raised on the Kobe mentality. Okay. We, we we just made it clear how Kobe would feel about Caitlin Clark. So, you know, listen, I'm all for having strong opinions. You know me with people want to start screaming they're right. Or, there's no right or wrong. Sometimes I tell Mark Zeno, you know, you're not going to win this argument with me out in the hallway because there is no right or wrong. You know, Arthur Smith should still be the coach. Okay. Um, I don't think you're right, but there's no proof. I, I don't think you can, like, if you want to use the adjective great to describe the woman who's about to break the all-time scoring record for men and women. So, and she's not playing at a Division three school, right? You could say, oh, it's different because she's the best player. To, like, she's playing at a Big Ten school and going to break the all-time record, and yet that's not the word great. I almost feel like a boss of Jay Williams should say, like, dude, y- you can have crazy takes. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Like, she's going to be the lead. She's going to be Pete Maravich's all-time scoring, and she's not great. I, I Okay. And by the way, she's a, a, a insane passer, insane passer as well. So the only thing that's going to make me feel better is this. Time now for the tastiest, juiciest, most delicious, crave-worthy segment in radio history. Time for Atlanta Eats on the radio. Got the hungry dogs over here. With the Steakhouse. So if you guys want to chime in as well, real simple, there are two kinds of Mexican joints to get margaritas there is the absolute dive right up the street from you type place where you tell mommy like set some queso and some margaritas and the place is kind of beat up a yeah. little bit and then there's like wow i love authentic mexican with crafted i mean bo you've worked in restaurants for a long time there's the crafted tequila margarita cocktail right oh yeah lots of them what do you prefer uh honestly i like a nice Frozen margarita with a Corona sticking there upside down. There you go, the bulldog margarita. That's right. I know those. 
What about you? You got your spots up the street from you? That you're, uh... Yeah, I love Frontera. Uh, Hacienda, we got one of those up in the Swanee Johns Creek area. Superica, you know, Ford Fry just absolutely crushes it. Su- I love Superica. Superica is just a tremendous operation, multiple locations. Um, their food is phenomenal, but their uh, margaritas are great. Pure Taqueria is good, too. Pure does a nice job in the same vein as these chains. Tin Lizzie's for years. Tin Lizzie's. Um, also... La Paria. La Paria is Multiple awesome. locations. Yes. Really good stuff. All right, Nomas Cantina, fabulous job. Maybe the old school OG for great margaritas, Nueva Laredo. I have not been there. On Chattahoochee. How many of you guys have been to Nueva Laredo? Ridiculous. Yeah, good. they have really good margaritas. Uh, Bartaco in Buckhead, a little bit more uh, foo-foo, she-she, really good spot. Halton Row, right downstairs here. If you want a great experience, go to Colony Square. Great tequila bar. Great margaritas at Halton Row right here in Midtown. Also, Cheeto and Padres in Buckhead. One of the best decks in town right around the corner from the fancy Regis and Chops and that whole deal. Sharinga, downtown Alpharetta. They literally have a to-go window where you can order your margaritas. And then you can walk take around. Take it, walk around. Great spot. Also, Casa Cielo in Sandy Springs. Um, upscale, beautiful patio. They do a fabulous job, this family, and serving quality margaritas as well. Uh, any others I'm missing right What's there? What's your go-to tequila to put in that margarita? Uh, Casa Amigo. Is Casa that... Amigos is going to be tried. Authentico? No. Authentico. What... They've got a Blanco. they got a Reposado. They also have a Cristalino. Okay. Delicious. It's additive-free. It's organic. And it's affordable. All right. Authentico tequila. Authentico. A place called Palo Santo. Uh, it's a tequila and mezcal bar that has gotten real hot, made with Casa Dragones Blanco, which is a uh, really, really great uh, quality tequila as well. And then um, any of those local spots up the street. So it's ma- it's Margarita Day. It's a Thursday. It's going to be like 60s today, right? Yeah, Nacho Daddy in Duluth. Bo just reminded me about it. They got the scorpion shot. Okay, what's that again? Nacho Daddy in downtown Duluth. Yeah. The scorpion shot is where you get a dead scorpion in your tequila shot. Okay. You get to keep the glass. You get to keep the glass. And Day Day just said Las Bravas. Yeah, that's one of those diving spots. Yeah, great spot, man. Love it. All right. You know, are you looking for foo-foo with your Mexican restaurant, though? I mean, you kind of want the grunge. You you want the You know, the when dive. somebody says authentic, like authentic, like Mexico City Mexican, which, by the way, Mexico City is supposed to have phenomenal restaurants. I just, I know you're going to find it's hard to believe, maybe a little too sophisticated, the Mexican. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm telling you, when you go to Super Rica and you get those steak fajitas, now they're pricey, dude. They are pricey. Oh, yeah. But the strips, those are the biggest, you know. These sirloin strips. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's not like fajitas. You know, they, no. they, they're, they're not, not really it fajitas. Short. It's like they sliced up a filet mignon and they put those strips. Or New York. But to your point, if you go down Beaver Highway or like if you Phoenix, Arizona, downtown Phoenix, yeah. you go to some of these authentic Mexican restaurants, yes. it's not white tablecloths. Right. It's real Mexican food. And, it's delicious. And, listen, queso is one of the Apple phone, I think, um, Nike and Queso, three of the greatest uh, inventions or companies in history. You know what's another one? Cell phone service. Imagine if you just took Queso away from people today. There'd be an uproar. Yeah. I could pour Queso, a good Queso, over a sneaker. Give me a knife and fork. You'd do a shoey with Queso? Yeah, just bite my (laughs) sneaker. I'd be like, this is delicious. I'd say it's a little dry. You ever seen little kids go after Queso? 
Oh, dude, dude, my kid. You walk into a Mexican restaurant with three kids like I do, and you say, yeah, give us the large bowl of queso. Oh, that waitress looks at you like, am I really about it, to have to scrape up queso from everywhere in the 10-yard radius? I tried to get our family to cut back a little bit on saying we got to eat healthier. So I came home from La Fonda without queso or um They their- disowned you. Dude, the, the sadness in my home. <laughs> they looked at me like, who are you, Dad? Who are you kidding to come home and Sacrilegious. No yeah. 10, uh, 10 o'clock hour brought to you by the Man Cave. Visit your mancavestore.com. We'll play three strikes. We come back. Sports Radio 929. In honor of Black History Month, Sports Radio. Sports Radio. To more of the steakhouse on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 10:42, 10 o'clock hour. Brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Visit mancavestore.com. Three strikes coming up. Also, good questions. The anniversary of one of the greatest moments in sports history. We'll reflect on that. But it's our big game of the night. Um, Day Day must have found like a great. Mid-level Mac game and women's or men's. <laughs> no, I'm just I, like not, well, last. Not, no, 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 no. I mean, it was. I'm never gonna live this day. I now. think it was. It wasn't even South it was, Carolina. It was North Carolina State. It was, and Notre Dame. Do you know that he gave us North Carolina State, Notre Dame, women's basketball as the game of the night? And I should have put him on suspension. As for a it. father of three daughters, yeah. that's egregious day day. Yeah. <laughs> They did. What were you thinking that day? I didn't think you were. Uh, Hannah Hidalgo is one of the best freshmen in the country. All right. All right. What's tonight's game? All right, man. Full slate of NBA tonight. Of course, they're back from the break. This was kind of tough, but I'm going to I'm gonna go with actually a West Coast matchup. Uh, Phoenix and Dallas tonight. Yeah, that's um, a good game. That's a good. I think that's probably the best one of the night. Dallas ain't playing, right? They're, they're getting after it. Yeah, dude. they're getting after it. So that'll be your big game, of course, brought to you by John Foy. All right. Kevin Durant, Luka Doncic um, matching up. Hawks back in action tomorrow night against the Raptors. The Raptors. And you're going down? Tomorrow night, yes. Uh, all right. Here's our three strikes question, then we'll mention the sporting event. Um, the three strike question, your favorite place to get a margarita. It's National Margarita Day. National Margarita Day. Your favorite player that never won a title. In honor of uh, Jay Williams, had that very succinct comment that you can't be great unless you got a title, right? And then uh, your unhealthy attachment to your phone, scale of 1 to 10. So um, a bunch of services are out. Your phone's still out? Yeah, still out. The freakout's going on right now when folks have no access to their phone, can't reach their kids, can't get online and do what they normally like to do with their phone or whatever that is. That's that's real. That's going on right now. It's trending huge. My favorite place to get a margarita, if anybody has been there, call in and let me know. Shadow Creek Golf Course in Las Vegas, Nevada. You walk in. The bartender's name is Rhonda. She makes a Rhonda-rita. Oh, so famous like that, that the New York Post has written about it. No way. It. She has articles behind the bar because oh, all these guys from New York come in. and They're like, this is the greatest margarita I've ever had. So they tell their friends the New York Post writes about it, and it was actually just canned. Ronda Reed is now available. It's just canned? Yes, it's that famous from a golf course in Las Vegas. 
signature drink of Las Vegas, the Ronda Rita. It is crazy good. Ronda Chapman. Um, wow. Shout out to that Ronda. That is a great story. Ronda Rita is now being sold in 7-Eleven stores. Article coming out of Vegas, and I see a picture of her. That, 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 my friend, is why you have that very esteemed seat next to me on the steakhouse. That's a nice little tidbit. By the way, uh, 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. What anniversary is this? 10. Oh. Next Friday, March 1st. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, my wife and I. Let me brag she about listening? that. She better be. She doesn't have any Jackie. phone service, so I don't know. Right. So kudos to you. You're off to Arizona for yeah. Okay. The other you don't an- want to talk about that though. No, I want to talk about the anniversary <laughs> of USA. That's right. 1970. Mike Ruzioni, a friend. How, how many years? 44. And you know Mike Ruzioni. Yeah. You've hung out with him a bunch. Yeah. Great guy. Mike Ruzioni. I was at a restaurant in Boston last summer. The guy hasn't played any hockey that you know about in 44 years. He could have gone to the NHL. Probably been a third. Uh, Third line forward. It's a nice player at BU. Nothing great. Yeah. He said it can't get better than this. I'm not going to play. When he walks in a restaurant or a bar or anywhere in Boston, he's still a friggin' superstar. It's it's crazy. 44 years later. A great tweet from Darren Ravel, who's on Twitter, and he's he's got all these statistics about the 1980 Olympic game. Mike Ruzioni's jersey from the Miracle on Ice game on this day in 1980 via USSR sold for six hundred and fifty-seven thousand dollars. In 2013, Ravel says, I can't imagine in today's collectible environment that it would sell for less than $3.5 million. I was going to say, it's north of a million. It's got to be close to two or three. Some some rich guy has got that thing framed. You walk in his house, he goes, that's the jersey Arruzioni wore when they beat the Russians, which is the most famous upset in history. Go see the movie Miracle. Miracle. Tremendous. Herb Brooks. They lost 10 nothing in Madison Square, maybe 10-2. I'm not uh, a week before, two weeks before the Olympics to the USSR, one of the greatest hockey teams ever assembled. Another great documentary HBO did about it as well. Game was not live in America. You found out, you found out the score and then watched the game, having already known on tape delay that they had won. The miracle on ice was only the second hockey game Al Michaels ever called. Michaels said, quote, I knew what icing was and I knew what offsides was. Uh, Darren Ravel will be on with us next week. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, next Thursday, is that right? We ought to ha- we ought to have him when Drew's here, though, too. So, because I know you read him a lot, yeah. right? All right. Do we have calls here? I mean, like, what's are we playing? All Let right, us know on, what I'll service provider you have too, because you are in the. So, what's your take? I'm very upset. It's time for you to sound off with three strikes. Bring it the f- on on the steakhouse on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Does she have one habit that really bothers you? My after wife? After 10 years? Yeah. Because I know you have a lot, but do you have any? Not to not, I don't mean to not spread the love here, but is there any? One habit. Yeah, they just like, gee, I wish you, I wish, you know I hate when you do that, right? My, I have like, to think. Like my wife's a bit of a, a hoarder of sorts. Oh, cut. that's a really good one. I say to her, I, you know, I've shown her articles like feng shui type stuff about how clutter raises anxiety yes. or like leaving dishes in the <laughs> sink and all that. I'm like, I'm not just being a pain in the butt. Like it, it, if there's an unmade bed in front of me, you like, you know, it's like, what's the big deal? Like, I was like, it's a big deal. No, but mine is like, I'll go into the basement and go into a closet and there's a birthday balloon for my daughter's second birthday. I'm like, we, we can throw this out. 
Well, we could deflate it and yeah. then fold it and put text, it in a Ziploc. I want her to text you your most annoying habits if she's listening, and I want you to read it on the air. She but, keeps all the cards I write her. Well, that's nice. She was cleaning out. She's like, you just wrote, I just found the card from eight years ago you wrote me. You never tell me stuff like that anymore. I go, yeah, uh, okay, there you go. Sounds like married guy's sex life as well, right? <laughs> just, I mean, On fire, baby. 404-726-0929. Jackie, what's Drew's? Most annoying habits. He just said you're a clutter and you save too much. Just saying. <laughs> I'm trying to rain on this 10-year parade. I'm just kidding. Uh, the uh, favorite place to get a margarita, your favorite all-time player to never win a title. I want full lines here. we got three minutes. Do the right thing. And your uh, a- attachment to your phone, scale of 1 to 10. Greg in Cartersville, what's your favorite place to get a margarita? Yeah, probably Pure Taqueria down in uh, downtown Woodstock. Very Thanks, solid. Your favorite player to never win a title. Yeah, Dan Marino. Yeah, uh, only one Super Bowl. It was his second year, I think, in the league. And uh, your attachment to your phone, one to ten. Probably a six, um, you know. And, and real quick, it was Harrison High School that lost to Parkview with the state championship. Thank you, Thank you very much, John Abadi. Thank you very much. I called that game. Very exciting. I'd say I'm about an eight on my phone. It's terrible. Yeah, remember you can't say seven. So six is like okay. I'd say I'm an eight as well. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. I'm not proud but of it. But you're working, honey. I'm working. I got to check the scores. I got to check the game. Yeah, she might. What do you have in that game? I got to put this bet in. Why, yeah. why do you care about Colorado State, Wyoming? Just curious. Because <laughs> I just you're on ESPN on the Colorado game. I'm just curious. 404-726-0929. If you don't fill the phone lines, we're not leaving. My favorite player, Larry Fitzgerald. Phenomenal guy, teammate of mine. Oh, he done it all, seen it all. No, Jay Williams. He can't. Oh, yeah, you're right. He's just second in every receiving (laughs) statistic across the board. Marvin, uh, favorite place to get a margarita? La Perea. Best player to never win a title for you? Dominique. Attachment to your phone, scale of one to ten. I'll have to go with an eight. I know. Sucks, right? Breakfast Barry. How we doing, big man? How you doing? Real quick, Luke Harpring's sister, who's a sophomore at Marist, is ten times better no, than no. any boy player wow. on the team. No, I wow. I heard she is Scored 38 in the first half last night. Are you serious, bro? <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, 30, yeah, she she 38? Phenomenal. How many of the team have? 42? Yeah, 38 in the first half. Oh, my God. Who did they play? Um, and they didn't play her. She didn't play the second half. They scored 72. And Luke? And Luke? Was. And Luke Harpering just lit it up. Uh, they're already in the third round, right? Against Riverwood, who beat the number one seed last night in overtime. Wow. Down in, uh, I think it was Lee County. Favorite, big, big game. favorite place big game. to get a margarita? There's a little place that Jimmy Buffett wrote a song about in St. Bart's uh, called Cheeseburger in Paradise. And that's my favorite place to get a margarita. I haven't been there in a long time, but if I could go back, that'd be it. Best player to never win a title. You know, I'm I'm gonna say Dale Murphy. I just love Dale Murphy. Yeah, that's a good call. All around great guy. You're, Hate it. You're, Hated it. Your attachment to your phone, your unhealthy attachment, scale of one to ten. Oh. So what does my wife think or what do yeah. I think? Just go ahead. Give me the number. Please. I like a twelve. I like a twelve. It's, it's tough, taped man. my forehead at all times. I know it sucks. Horrible. Hey, thanks, Horrible. Barry. Did Jackie, is she listening? Have a great she, weekend. You know, the phone, maybe this is a good day to talk about that because the phone situation. Oh, yeah, maybe she's probably not listening. Usually I get some real-time feedback. The Odyssey app maybe uh, not working as their phone's down. All right, we'll say hi to Andy and Randy when we come back. Or not, most small business. 